0: Two movies, three rounds,
1: one winner. Welcome to the Movie Battle Podcast.
0: And it's another edition of the Movie Battle Podcast. It is October and it is horror season.
1: <laughs> I'm scared, Bart. <laughs>
0: that was a horror episode, was it? <coughs> or a Halloween or a Trio house of horror episode?
1: Um no, that was um that was Ralph, wasn't it? When um with the the police master key. I
0: thought you were doing Homer something. I know I'm scared too. Oh, I remember it was like That was that or- was the asteroid. Oh yeah, Homer was right all along. Yeah, 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 I know. I'm scared too, kid. Oh. That's
1: it. Yeah. Hello, welcome to the Simpsons Reminiscing Podcast, um, and, and also
0: the uh, <laughs> first episode in this, uh, as I said, October season of horror episodes or horror centric episodes. Not so much us in a horror, but us talking about. Oh, horrors. we're in a horrible
1: state here at the moment.
0: Uh, so yeah, it this week it is uh George A Romero's Night of the Living Dead versus Danny Boyle's 28 Days Later.
1: Mm, the one that started it versus the one that reignited it.
0: Or even I would say it's all like it's also like Night of the Living Dead*. Night of the Living Dead is probably the quintessential zombie movie from America or America and then 28 Days Later is the quintessential zombie film of the UK.
1: That's true, but I I think more so I mean twint, uh, Night Literally started everything, set the rules. You know, slow, walking creatures. You kill them with by destroying the brain, and then twenty eight, um, was about you know zombies weren't really a thing in film for decades really, and then two thousand two, it it kind of reignites the fire that is still going pretty strong.
0: Obviously, Walking Dead is obviously a prime example of that. although I think they're coming into their last season right now.
1: Yeah, they are. But I think they have like loads of, about forty-five spin-offs or something. But um, but yeah, no, Walking Dead is one of many, you know, franchises and 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 and.
0: There's so many different variants as well of the zombie film. You know, even there's like, you know, even the ones like demons and they have a kind of a. Zombie feel about them, yeah. But then you,
1: know, you have stuff like you know, Shaun of the Dead, also, Return of the
0: Living Dead. Um,
1: you, know, you have Zombie Land, you know, um, a, a lot of um, but I'm saying just more recently, I'm saying since 2002, uh, a lot of zombie stuff really started taking off again. And 28 was a huge reason for that. Night, obviously, is a huge reason zombie movies are a thing at all. But um, with that, will we dive into it? Yeah, with, with round one. Music. So tonight, um, both films are kind of a little all over the place regarding music. And night, while listening to it, I remember I was I was surprised. I was kind of. Do you I, the composer's I, name? That's the thing. I will get to that in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Usually,
0: you start. You give the info. On yeah, the... and this is why I, I give I... the info on the directors, and you and you give the. <laughs> The names of the folder.
1: I'll explain why I'm not in a second, okay. is what I'm leading to. So, um, like, but when I started listening, watching the movie, I hadn't seen the movie in a few years. I'd seen it, I think, twice before. Um, I'm re-watching it this week when we did. Um, I was kind of struck by how... Uh, I would say, I, mean, I don't mean this is an insult, but old-fashioned the music sounded. Like, it, I heard more music... It reminded me of Hollywood from a past era like even I heard kind of King Kong-esque kind of reminded me of you know 30s 40s rather than late 60s you know going to 70s Um, but the reason for that is is that there was no music written for this film they reused music from all over the place from movies from tv shows and then afterwards edited it slightly um
0: it's funny you mentioned TV shows just because I thought the uh the opening music I thought was just extremely 60s but yeah. I got such a strong Batman vibe it. Really? The, yeah, the, anim, uh, the Adam West Batman series. Like Because okay, go on. Uh, um yeah, I thought like the early stages um particular I thought the music just didn't match. It just felt I felt like it was 60s but did, I didn't think it matched or suited the tone of the film. Um, in the early uh, portions of it I, I said I felt like I was in a Batman episode And I heard the music Really? Yeah
1: Because to be honest My mind went towards Twilight Zone Mixed with uh, Star Trek TOS The original series mm. With Kirk and uh, uh, and Spock You know with um, Shatner and, and, and Nimoy Back in the 60s That kind of 60s-y vibe um, I got from uh, the music Even a, a little bit of Planet of the Apes as well original planet of the apes that kind of slightly surreal early synth tinge on uh you know a classic kind of style you know that classic hollywood style score and that's what i heard and then afterwards i realized that's exactly what it was it was classic hollywood with um they went in afterwards with synthesizers and tweaked things a little bit just to give them kind of a slight little more edge i'll be honest i i thought it worked i i thought it was sort of the film really well actually um, well
0: well as i said it was with the opening kind of portion of the film i thought there was some stuff that did work later in it That thought you know did suit the tone of what was happening and was effective i just thought the early kind of portions of it with them come up to the graveyard and her being mm-hmm. chased by the by a zombie uh from you know up into the into the, the house where they take refuge yeah um i just thought that was I said sort I of felt like it was an episode of Batman or something, but I thought there was a moment though, like where, where again, I always kind of just go to specific points to kind of make my point on the music, but the bit where Ben is like, he's bolting up the doors and the windows, and then there's just kind of, it's like a nice kind of plodding beat, kind of, and it really kind of mirrors the slow kind of plodding walk of the of the zombies, even though they don't refer to them as zombies um, in this film. Ghouls. Yeah. But but it has that, um I did, again, I thought it mirrored it well. It was kind of this slow, plodding kind of beat to it after it would finished bolting up all the doors and the windows. Mm, yeah, shining. no, I, I
1: like that as well. Mm. Oh, what I liked a little earlier than that was, um I thought the, the, the chase music, thing, when she's been chased by the ghoul, I liked that. I thought it worked. And also, uh, when she first comes into the house and she's searching around, there's, there's real tense... Um, string section going very classic kind of um, actually a very similar era but uh, Psycho kind, mm-hmm. not, not, not as high pitched and not as shrill as the Psycho strings but of a similar ilk I thought um, and similarly creating that sense of tension and unease as she enters the house and you don't know what's mm-hmm. inside who's inside
0: I thought the best bit of music used was the job for Tom and Judy, Julie? Judy, Judy. Judy uh, when they get the explosion with the car doing Mm. it when the the petrol and that Uh, and then after it's on fire and then they're they're eating the remains this is kind of like it's like a vibrating drum effect
1: Mm, yeah Uh,
0: it just seems kind of otherworldly kind of you know just bizarre and strange I thought that was really um cool effect of music in in that point
1: yeah no Um, I thought that worked um one moment that I actually really liked again was um earlier and actually it was a lack of music but it was just a sound effect of just the crickets chirping in that scene where ben and uh ben in particular and barbers are telling their stories about how they kind of got there mm-hmm. and that we'll get into that later with characters but in that scene i thought just there was no music it was just crickets and just emphasized the scene you know knowing when not to put in music is a huge decision an important decision as well, you know. When well,
0: less is more. Well, they also did the same when when Ben is shot at the end. I how it was. No music. It was so um, just it's so. It, it oh, felt oh, like a newsreel. It, or yeah, something. it felt even like anticlimactic. Not that it wasn't, but just just kind of it just felt like that. Just, just oh, he's gone. You know, it's okay.
1: just you are deflated. Mm. Um, and there was there was also um a nice moment with um, just as Ben is when he's spraying the um. Was a kerosene, I think, onto the chair to light it on fire when he pushes out into the porch. Just as he's doing that, there's a lovely piece, a very subtle kind of a female vocal. Um, it's quite haunting. Um, it's, I never would have thought, like, put it in, like, you know, like a subtle haunting voice in a zombie movie. Um, but I thought it worked there. I thought it added a real element of, of unease. And mm. uh, that it was very short, but it. it, it, it it caught me. It caught my ear. Mm-hmm.
0: Even at the very end as well, like after they've shot Ben, there's a music that kicks in at the end and it, it kind of has this, just like there's something kind of not quite right with the music. Like the way there's something not quite right with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Even though they're trying to do the right thing, but there's something about they're pretty much taking the law into their own hands, like and there's no kind of... Well, I don't think it's that. I mean, like the, the, that guy is a cop. No, but uh, yeah, maybe that's not the right word. But but they're kind of like they're, There's no kind of like containment rule for them in some ways. It it's very kind of, um, well, like haphazard almost, kind v- of voters. The like,
1: they're almost like vigilantes or something. Yeah,
0: in some way it it it's kind of it's not um, properly
1: kind of. Uh, I agree with you that it feels you know, wrong. Yeah. It feels like what they're doing is wrong, and that's the it's whole careless. Part. It's careless. Uh, it's uh, careless. We'll get We'll get into it later. Mm-hmm. Um. With um. With characters and with horror, I would say. Um but um like for me, night I thought again I've used this word a lot, it was serviceable, the music. You know, it did its job and at moments I thought did it very well. But there are were large parts of it where I didn't really notice the music at all. It didn't stand out to me. It didn't elevate or detract, it just did its job. Yeah, yeah. It had it peaked at moments. It was moments where it really excelled, and yeah. the
0: moments where it was just you know, at a standard kind of level.
1: I'd agree. Um, for me, that's on, you know, at night. do you want to move on to 28? Yeah, no, I'm ready to move on. To okay. So, um, 28 then, for me, the first thing I notice again, which is similar to um, when Ben is telling his story, is when he wakes up in the hospital mm. and you hear nothing, like, utter silence. Um, just a sound of him moving. There isn't a the sound of Clock ticking, or you know, a door swinging, or mm-hmm. um a window creaking. It's just silence, absolute it silence. It reminds me of
0: the scene in the
1: *Walking Dead* with Rick. It's very, mm-hmm. very yeah. A lot of people bring compare those two. I when mean, it, did *Walking Dead* uh, the comic first? *Walking Dead* came out? I think it was two thousand and six.
0: Do so you think they? <laughs> that was like a. a well, Robert today. Kirkman
1: has has commented on this. He said that he wrote the intro to *The Walking Dead* before he saw 28 Days okay. Later*. And he saw it and he was like, oh no. But he said, look, uh, it's only just, it's like the first issue, the first yeah. few pages. I'll just stick with it because he was really liked yeah, his intro he and he thought it worked really well. So he said, look, so be it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, twenty eight uh, came out first. Um, but yeah, they are basically the exact same. Although, you know, they're basically the exact same. I mean, they both... You, you both wake up i mean i was it, spiders for the walking dead i mean it's literally like what 10 minutes into the first episode yeah. but um yeah th- th- that sense of unease as he walks first gets up wakes up then walks through the hospital checking the phones, just the sound of the phones clinking mm-hmm. like small noises that you wouldn't even notice in a film become so loud yeah um I think the, the phrase, the silence was deafening. You could definitely apply here. Well,
0: what I did like was there was kind of the, when he was walking down the streets of London, and it's uh, kind of these kind of gentle guitar kind of flicks. Yes. But it's almost like you know, they're barely there because there's like there's barely a flicker of life, bar him say, that we can see. And uh, they're a little tiny flick of the guitar. But then you see as he kind of reads the newspapers and he kind of starts to discover a little more and a little more. The music starts to intensify because yeah. he's starting to gather more info on what's
1: going on. And panic. Real, I think realisation yeah, yeah. of what what, what actually God, is going yeah. on and what has happened. I mean, you really you, you really do just get a sense of just the absolute dread and fear you must feel mm-hmm. as as he maybe potentially thinks that he is the last person alive. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in the middle of London, like we bump into London, you know it's like when you're walking around London, walking across by Westminster it's, you never see it like that. And like when they filmed this, like I think it was just after dawn um, on a Sunday morning, but even still they had to like, they only had like three minute windows where the road was closed for them. Yeah. Um. So like that's why, and this is something we could bring up at some, any point really, but that's one of the reasons why they filmed it digitally. They filmed it on digital video rather than on film. And that's why it's in standard definition. And I'll be honest, I don't really like that decision. It, it took for me personally. I would have enjoyed it more if it was in, if it had been shot in film. Or, I mean, I don't know if hey, high definition digital video was was possible at the time. I assume not, because I imagine, why would they pick center definition if high definition was available? But Daniel Ball did it as a, as a choice and purpose. He was trying to he said, convey the. I don't know, we're kind of, I'm going into much detail on this mm. rather than in the music, we'll, we'll come back to that later, but um, I liked that um,
0: when, when joins he heading to his parents' house, and it's just kind of like, yeah. it's
1: like a gentle kind of hymn, it is a hymn, yeah, and and it's with like your Bessie
0: mourning at a funeral kind of
1: thing, that's exactly thing, you know? how I felt as yeah. well, yeah, um, mm-hmm. like you you know they're dead before you even walk yeah. in, Um, it's it just softly haunting, kind of just, um,
0: you're just waiting for the inevitable, mm. yeah. You know, like,
1: and then that's it. Like, you feel kind of like with Mark and Selena, you were kind of like, we we all know except for Jim mm-hmm. that they're dead. But, you know, if you're Jim, you're going you're gonna to have to. Change. Yeah, you have to you you have that hope, hope, just to yeah, cling something. Yeah. 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 Um, and similarly, another hymn comes in, but this one is almost a hymn of hope when you have Ave Maria play as the as a group after they've met Frank and Hannah and they decide to leave to go to Manchester. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it's. But uh, someone are
0: driving in the in the vehicle. Yeah, in the like, taxi. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. I know that piece. I just can't. Remember. Ave Maria.
1: No, it is a different piece than I'm thinking of. Just 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 as literally as they leave the city, as they're just leaving. The yeah, city. no, it's not that. It's a different. Yeah, I'm talk- that's what I'm talking about. That's that hymn there again is different, mm-hmm. and there are, there is the theme of religion in the movie, and we'll get to that later. But um, it's interesting that they would use several hymns. Um, one one of of mourning, and then one of hope mm mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think the um, I'll just touch it. I'd say no because the next one up, the signature score, uh, it's it's fantastic, and then how it, intensifies in that scene where the, with with the soldiers when he comes back in, and how it intensifies and there's that sense of it, it encapsulates kind of everything that's happening. So there's the desperation, all or nothing, do or die, just intensity, the whole. See, that eight minute sequence or whatever it was with that music people being infected and trying to get out of there you're running for your life you know terrified the
1: brutality of it, everything it just uh, it conveys all
0: of those emotions and feelings you know in one
1: yeah so, I agree Agree entirely you've jumped a little ahead because I had a couple more things to bring up but just on that one yeah I mean that that, that scene is I I have epic of the epicness as i've written down um that scene and music together just work so well um and you know that that was done by john with john murphy um okay so i didn't even mention that earlier, but john murphy wrote the score of this but he didn't write all of the pieces in it there are several pieces that are done by other artists as well and that's why i was saying both films actually have multiple
0: composers composers or, or
1: you know artists musicians mm-hmm. who, who did the music for it but it was john murphy who did most of the music and he did this uh, in the house in heartbeat that that epic um, piece that suits the that climactic battle so well the slow build the throbbing you know just hard uh, action on, on display being mimicked perfectly with the music and picking up the beats as we went along exactly emphasising a moment of action and a moment of down and an action again uh, yeah it just, it, it's like it's like an amazing music video um, but I want to I go back a little bit just to one scene I think maybe even my favourite scene in, in the movie is the scene uh, at the Abbey when they see the horses running and you have um, an ending uh, Ascent That's the piece. by Brian yeah. Eno yeah, that's a great piece. That is that is absolutely amazing. It is just beautiful haunting hope, but hopeful, yes. Like it, it's weird. It's like it's sad but hopeful as well and it, it um it's it's the moment that solidifies them as a family. Mm. You know, and seeing the heart the family of the horses they're seeing hope and they're taking that hope from them onto themselves. Uh, and the music captures that perfectly. Um, and you see, I think in that moment they see that the world can still be beautiful and worth fighting for, even in this savagery that they're they're now living in. Mm-hmm. That there are still moments of true beauty in life, and I think that really impacts Selena, you know, or at least it mirrors. And not that she hears the music, but it mirrors her feeling at that moment when she realizes that there is more than just survival um also after that then as well uh there was the music of uh just sorrow and pain when frank becomes infected it's such a sad scene and uh i thought the music just uh really elevated and emphasise that emotion that we're feeling there. Especially that, like, it came about so... So avoidable. Oh, yeah. That was a real gut punch. But um, we'll get into that more uh, later on, I think, in the later rounds, I'd say. Um, but uh, I think I'm ready to vote. You ready to vote? Yeah. Okay. Um, for, me, for me, it's no contest, really. I think 28 takes it all the way.
0: Uh, yeah, like, Knight has, like, moments where it, it, it excels and is very really effective but I think on a whole 28 days uh, later is the better soundtrack
1: yeah agreed definitely um, actually one thing before we go on when I was listening I was looking for um, Night of the Living Dead soundtrack on Spotify I always try to listen to the soundtracks as I'm writing up my notes just going to get myself back into the, the mood of the film and I couldn't find it on, on, on Spotify yeah I think it was on it but what, what I did find was um like a uh like synth kind of synth wave style remake. It was really fun actually. Um I think you should check it out, you'd like it. But um I can't remember who it was by but if you type in Night of the Living Dead soundtrack into Spotify you'll find it. Well Night or Twenty Eight Days Later? Night, did I say twenty eight days later? No, no, Night of the Living Dead. Okay. It's like a synth kind of remix or remake of, of the of the entire score. Um really fun actually listened to it actually tonight. Um yeah, just worth checking out. Um okay, so it is two nil to twenty-eight days later. Um and in the next round, our newest round to our repertoire, it is round two. Horror.
0: Well, I mean it's, you're talking about horror films, but it's only fitting that a category has to entail horror. We got to
1: okay so um starting off at night um so opening up we see uh the uh, romero george romero who directed the film um utilizes uh a, dutch angles a lot in this film um, dutch, angles, dutch, okay, dutch angle is okay the easiest way to describe it is adam west batman in the villain's lair it's always like at oh, an angle yes. yeah. the Dutch angle is used usually to create a sense of kind of something is off or something is you know is not right or and and I feel like it does that it sets the mood set that when they get out of the car the Dutch angle and then also when just after um Johnny is killed and when she kind of stumbles over through a tree and he comes after her and it's again in a dutch angle and they use it throughout the film a lot but I liked it it set the mood straight away that um obviously we know going in is a horror film right and obviously I didn't go into the Night of the Living Dead not having heard of Night of the Living Dead um I went in expecting a good horror film but I mean the first time I ever watched it um but I wasn't expecting it to be as good uh, as it was um but uh, I thought straight away it sets you, it sets up sets up the atmosphere and the mood of the film with Dutch angles.
0: Um, well, I like the isolation, um, effect of it. Um, just as like not a soul in sight, it's just mm. it's kind of, it's kind of eerie, you know.
1: Similar to Twenty Eight Days Later as well.
0: Yeah, very similar. Um, which yeah, I think that's nice and kind of just plays on the whole thing of like. You know, most people have been killed by this. You know, this outbreak or whatever it is. You know or quite a number of people anyway. Um, also, the first zombie, he has that, he kind of walks like, um, like Frankenstein's monster. It's very really kind of rigid.
1: He does a bit, um, yeah. I wonder, was that
0: like, a, I always seem to say, it was at a tip of the hat? Every week, I always, <laughs> um, I never noticed it Everything is influenced by everything, I guess.
1: Yeah, like everyone is influenced by every, every something else. I mean, it's, it's just a way of, of art, isn't it? Um, Why didn't the zombie eat Johnny, though? I never got that. Like, sort of chasing
0: her i don't understand yeah that.
1: um i mean maybe he'd just eaten he was hung- he wasn't hungry so stuck up um, or maybe it was just something as simple as like a moving target draws his, his attention more it's kind of like our you know our dog where you should have a a bowl full of food but if you're eating something she'll come over and uh, and want that instead so maybe it's just like it's it's moving food, it's drawing his attention or whatever. So when we die, we become more like dogs. Yeah, <laughs> But what I, lo- I loved about him um, is that again, it's that a suggestion of something being off. Like he's in the distance, and like Johnny's messing with her, and she's like, you know, like you know, stop being you know weird. Like he he'll, he'll gonna hear us, you know, like like typical siblings messing and you really get a sense of their relationship uh, as brother and sister in the short space of time they're together they actually click really well together the actors i thought but um i love that kind of in the distance we know what he is but they don't Mm. and it is that subtle horror um that i really like figures in distance are always creepy yeah because it's the, the audience sense of what is to come. The character can't see it, but we're anticipating what is going to happen, and they're joking, and we're knowing, no, 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 don't joke, run.
0: Do you know when she goes into the house and she um you hear this kind of like, it's like a dripping sound, yeah, and then she just looks at her arm and it was like blood, yeah, and you're just kind of wondering like, where, where where did that? What's happening there? It's almost like it's beginning, just beginning to peel and unravel and reveal the horror that is to ensue, yeah, throughout the night. Um yeah,
1: and like when she first came into the house, like that whole scene I thought was great. Like that was a real sense of tension. I was saying earlier I like the music that they utilized there. Um but I thought that whole scene worked except for the animal scene. Like the the animal heads. The tro- animal the trophies. Yeah, I didn't it doesn't make mm. any sense. Um I wasn't. that frowned the or... back then more so than now? I don't know. Either. No, not at all. Um only thing I could think of was maybe like that the people are prey like she is now prey like those animals are preyed upon and the people the humans now are prey of of the ghouls but I that's probably it but I'll be honest it didn't feel it felt off to me it didn't really make sense especially also her reaction wasn't as horrified as the music Mm. suggested it should be and there felt a mismatch there I'd say they pick the music after the fact rather right? than
0: but um there's a moment where uh ben um he's bought by the car and he's like killing one of the zombies yeah and then you just kind of see others kind of just like, like turn and look at him and they have this kind of like i like think kind of intent but it's kind of trance like look in their eyes yeah. and they're moving slow but their intentions are so clear and they walk kind of slowly in these kind of droves towards him it's uh very kind of unsettling
1: yeah very much so it's something that i think a lot of zombie films and and tv shows don't do anymore is the subtle zombie Mm. um the i think it it, is it works well when we're using the zombie as an allegory as well for humanity is that these aren't like monsters these are people these were people maybe an hour ago maybe you know a week ago, or, or I don't know, maybe a few months ago, per, but they all look pretty fresh. So I'd say they just died, or you know, in the last few days. Um, and when you see, uh, when you see uh, a person, like especially when you see the distance shots, and you see like you know a well dressed man or a woman in a lovely kind of you know frock or something, and these are like the clearly respectable people in the community, and there's something just so off putting about. A normal person that we all know, a neighbor, you know, a family member who is now acting in such an inhuman manner. It's really creepy. Mm. It's really unnerving. And I think sometimes more so than the rotting, melting, ghoulish zombie, which, you know, can work really well as well. I have to say that it there was, it was a, zomb- a female zombie that had this kind of crusted, sort
0: of manga- yeah. looking face, which I thought did look quite... That's actually Quite off.
1: that's actually the makeup artist who did the makeup oh, for the whole movie. A very good job. That, was, that was her. She did her own makeup on that scene as well. But she ate the insect. Mm. Yeah, and, and see, and I think by doing that, I think also they brought that in a little later and it suggested that because as like we have to remember as well, the movie was released and people didn't know the rules to zombies the way we did going in. Like we went in knowing exactly the tropes. You know, you know a lot of moments from just you know from pop culture. Um, but they had to establish the rules. So, like, at that point in the film, we don't even know if these people are alive or not. I think, obviously, the big hint is when you see the cadaver, you know, the naked woman, and she has a tag, the morgue tag around her arm. Mm. Clearly, she was in a morgue and she woke up and came out. Um, That's obviously why she's naked, and that's why she's walking there with the morgue tag on her hand little subtle detail, I never noticed that the first couple of times I watched it, but I noticed it the last time
0: even the when they hear the um on the radio, you just hear like you know or the news reports like you know uh, eating the flesh of the people they killed it's like imagine hearing a broadcast report in the news of that,
1: yeah <laughs> you, know, it's like and insane. Y- and you know actually um one part like the kind of my amongst my favorite parts of horror in this film were the news reports because they felt so real mm. they really genuinely felt like real new. like you felt when like you were watching following the
0: the the what was the scientist guy and it was someone yeah. in the mirror. that felt
1: that oh was really a good it was joke. done so, well, like so realistic. Authentic. the way they like they'd stumble over the words they'd stop no no yeah they'd say something then stop pull back go, no 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 we mm. can't it was and really then, good acting oh oh my god and, and like i was saying like I, I could i would love a feature length fall documentary portray like a fictional disaster in that way, like, um, it it, it it really added to the realism of it, and you kind of it helps you get involved. In it. And I can imagine if you were back in the day, it helped you accept mm-hmm. something so crazy an idea as the Dead Rising, which you know. I mean, I know obviously we had Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster and stuff like that, but this felt a little more real. Um, for me though, the like the, the most kind of
0: horrific horror moment of the film is kind of the it's kind of more with this struggle between ben and harry and like helen kind of having to witness you know her husband who's clearly in the wrong mm. basically being shot to death and then seeing her daughter eat her dead husband and then kind of just resided to her fate, and she's stabbed to death and then eaten by
1: her daughter yeah it's a truly That's, gruesome yeah. sequence of events um, unsurprisingly, startling at the time, still startling now. I mean, it really is. It's unnerving. It's disturbing. Another uh, weird, weird, kind of kind of, uh,
0: sound effect. Kind of almost like a weird scream kind of thing when she's being killed. It's like it's really um, it was some weird kind of sound effect they use when she's being stabbed in the cellar. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what they used for that, but it was it kind I'm of added. Sure. Really um, just, just bizarre and just I don't know. But, I mean,
1: like you know, seeing a child kill somebody on screen now is still shocking. Seeing it in nineteen sixty eight, and this was released, um, I think a few months before the MPAA came in, so there was no ratings. Mm. So this was completely unrated. Anybody so, could watch well yeah. it. Four year olds, like Roger Ebert, I think it was his first ever review. He reviewed this, and he reviewed it negatively. Not because the movie was bad, but because he was angry at the kids, children that were watching it. Mm-hmm. He, said he looked over and he saw a nine-year-old girl rocking in her chair, crying. And he said, this isn't, you know, he said like, and then he goes on talking about, you know, when you see your hero going through the events he does, you know, just the gruesome acts going on. Like, you know, he said like the noise stopped about ten fifteen minutes into the movie and it was just silence in the cinema. And he said, and then the tragic end. Mm. He said, "It's just it, children should not be watching this." And I think he's right; children should be watching it. But I do think he was a bit overly critical of the movie. I think he was just angry at the situation. Mm. But um, but a couple other moments that I loved again, where the horror really came out. A similar moment was after um, uh, Judy and her fiance. What's his name again? Tom. Tom. Tom and Judy. Like, when they go up in the explosion and then, like, you see them, the zombies eating them, mm. it's, it's really, um, it's really dehumanizing to be devoured after you die. Like, you just, you, you you're, like, obviously, you know, for humans, when we have a funeral, you know, we we, we revere the dead, you know, we embalm them and we dress them in the best clothes and we put them on display and, you know, we, we, we pray with them and we think of them and we remember them and then we bury them in a very respectful manner. And these are people that were trying to save themselves and a group of people they just met explode and then just be devoured. It's just a really repulsive image um, and still really startling today. And that's even before we get on to uh, the Cooper's daughter. Um, yeah, but another moment actually that I really, really liked as well, uh, was Ben's story you know when he's telling his story to Barbara um, about outside oh, like the diner yeah and like how he narrates that story to us I mean it's not visual horror on display but you feel his horror his internal horror um, it's really you know I mean, I felt like it was the best acting in the film and it's really effective you know um effective and affective um it affected me and I really kind of I really cared for him in that moment, and you really feel the pain that he's clearly trying to like contain like mm-hmm. they're all panicking, he's trying to keep control of things, but you see he's describing that, and he I does w-
0: say that he is scared as well doesn't he? yeah are scared I'm scared too,
1: yeah, no, definitely, but that's when you really see that's the only time you really see his fear I feel, and I wonder like he's he's describing it to Barbara. I feel like he's almost more so describing it to himself to reiterate that yes this did actually happen um, I thought it was a fantastic moment um, and, and a different type of horror mm-hmm. um, and then the for me the final piece of true horror is uh, Ben's death um, and Again, similar in a way to how the zombies consuming, um, um Tom and Judy, It's Tom and Judy, isn't it? Can um, yeah, Tom and yeah. Judy. Um, oh, I thought it was Julie, but you said it was Judy. I'm pretty sure it's Judy. Oh. Uh, I had it written down. <laughs> it should be in my head, anyway. Um, close enough, anyway. <laughs> we, we, in. I love the fact that um, Ben's death, or his aftermath of his death, is shown to us in photographs. Like you know, newspaper or like just newspaper accounts, you know, like something you'd see printed. Because this is nineteen sixty-eight. The civil rights movement is very much. I mean, uh, uh, Martin Luther uh, King was assassinated in sixty-eight. You even know, you know, racial tensions are extremely high, and you have a black hero of a movie survive and then be killed by white police. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just being the way his body has just been grabbed and moved and dumped again really dehumanizing like uh earlier but the zombie i felt it's the same thing and it's clearly a commentary on the racial tension um of, of of america at the time um and it's really really powerful and really horrifying
0: yeah no it was as I said it was like it, to me it's a, it's a jarring such a jarring end to it so he oh, yeah. gets through the night you know everyone else has perished and um, he should be safe now without the, with him coming over yeah
1: like morning is safe night is is danger morning is safe I mean they're, they're the rules of horror you know that um. we know <laughs> most of the time anyway. most of the time but um yeah no I, I thought it was it was really impactful um excellent excellent ending very powerful um we on mm-hmm. uh do you want to start
0: yeah okay so i just before i get into where the the scene where i'm walking around london there's a small bit at the very beginning with the scientist when yeah. the um like animal rights
1: people aren't there yeah yeah. yeah yeah
0: and when you're opening up the cage or the tunnel thing And you can just see him when he's like you see him screaming like stop you don't know what you're doing you can tell the terror he knows like how dangerous and how serious this is like do not scream so he's terrified like do not do this um i just thought that was kind of cap or help set the tone for how serious this whole thing would become
1: agreed completely like the panic in his voice um, when the, like they're suggesting then, letting them out and then mm-hmm. when he gets out he's just like kill her kill her like, he's like, there's no remorse like, he's mm-hmm. not like "Oh, let's figure out let's see if it's a, she has he's to like, dispose of night now kill her mm-hmm. now or else the world is gone like that is what he's feeling right there and then the weight of the world on his shoulders Um, and like you say it perfectly sets up the enormity of what is is released mm-hmm. into the world. So
0: then, obviously, we get into Jim waking up in the hospital. and there's that dead silence yeah. of him walking through London. And like as we kind of touched on earlier, seeing London like that is just like you never see that. It's, it's one of the <laughs> coolest scenes you're gonna see oh, in any film it's, ever.
1: It's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal and, scene. And um, then, I like just before we go on. Uh, and I didn't think this watching it, because watching it, I very much felt as you felt, and I'm sure as most people feel that sense of, of just isolation and fear of the situation, and just you know struggling to understand what's going on. But when I was doing my notes tonight, I was just thinking it's kind of like a bizarro version of Ken, Kevin McAllister waking up in Home Alone. But it's like, oh, yeah. I made my family disappear. Um, that silence where he's calling out like, Buzz. <laughs> yeah. And he's Buzz. going around the house and it's like, they're just gone. Um, it was like a bizarre <laughs> version of that. But I did not feel that during the film. I very much was impacted by the scene the way Danny Boyle and the lads intended. But um, I just thought I'd throw that in.
0: But um, when he um, when he picks up the money, all the money, it kind of yeah. shows how you know life has been altered so much that something as important as wealth no longer
1: matters. Yeah, I mean, you might just wake up one morning and suddenly money
0: doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, but you just see he sees all this money just disregarded in the steps, and it's like because he picks up a load of first. He's probably assuming, "Whoa, this is handy." All this money, you know. Yeah,
1: and and similar to the money, then as well, you see him walking through London, and you see like in the background, this billboards, the big smiley, yeah, beaming faces behind. Very clear. Him. Um, and that was again a a nice imagery one one uh, of my favourite
0: moments though is when he walks into the church and there's calmness and stillness and then we see all these dead bodies on top of each other and then when he says hello and there's a sudden pop up it's like maybe two, three bodies and just look in their faces the first time you really kind of see them and you're just like oh my god god i did to just get out of there get out of here now yeah.
1: but even even before that and i agree with you entirely in what you just said there but even before that when he first walks into the church and you see the the, the crucifix you know really high up in the frame and he's underneath it like he's clearly because you know traditionally through history churches have been sanctuary mm. like you know during you know a war mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. like you you know there was hallowed ground like you, you know you don't you don't. There's no violence on a church on mm-hmm. holy ground. You know when you people stop limits from the rest Yeah, of people it. go there for, for as I say, sanctuary. And famous, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know, sanctuary, but. When he's walking up the wall and you see the writing on the wall, you know, I yeah, uh, uh, the the oh uh, was it, um, it said, The end is extremely effing nigh. Mm. You know, the famous at uh, the end is nigh, mm-hmm. and the end is extremely effing nigh. Uh, and then, but when he walked up the stairs, I, I doubt it was a reference, but I thought I, it reminded me of uh, Nosferatu, the famous scene where he ascends the stairs and the shadow on the wall. Oh, yes. And I don't I know if it's a reference. On, yeah. I mean, I don't see how they're that relatable. Nosferatu mm-hmm. and 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 Jamie in that moment, but it just it reminded me, you know, her going up in you know the silent mm-hmm. stairs. Um I remember but, in see the seat
0: mass. Uh, the newspaper that says mass exodus of British yeah. people and like, you know, he's already going, what the hell's going on, and he sees this is like, am oh, I the only person left here? Has yeah. everybody gone? That's what I'd be thinking if I yeah. was him. I'd be like,
1: "What? Of course, yeah. it's happening." You see, as I say, you see it's the terrifying. bodies in the ground, and then oh wait, something moves, and it's that look mm. of pure animal, just non-humanness. You
0: know what really, really I found like just harrowing was you know when Mark mm. um, is telling the story about when they're trying to go to the airport. Yeah. And he in there's a big surge, and he's like literally walking on people. Yeah. Like that's how sub i
1: i i thought of um Hillsborough, so did
0: i I instantly thought of Hillsborough just when you said sir, just to, this words I always hear when I hear about hillsborough for
1: for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about it was in the nineteen eighties eighty nine yeah nineteen eighties there was um an English football match, and there was um the stands were became overcrowded, and over a hundred people were trampled to death crushed to death um the only it barriers backed in, so there was no way out it was tr- truly horrific yeah. uh, accident but um
0: i did i thought that as well when i heard it's that. very famous
1: among you know british and irish people you know we will all remember that um even though lee wasn't even born when mm. it happened but you know it's one of those moments that in the you know collective conscience you know we're all well aware of especially as football fans but yeah we we're both reminded of that very real horrific uh event real life event um well another moment she's uh the when he goes into the house with his parents mm. um i mean when you see him cover his face and he gets a smell like he knows yeah but he has to go up Do
0: it, and then they have the letters, like basically saying that they hope he's dead. You know, don't wake up, like there we hope you're. We're sleeping with you now. Yeah, imagine that being a situation
1: where like we hope your our son is dead. That that really really hit me. I Have to say that was truly just yeah. You just as as earlier with Frank, but it was like a real gut punch. You're just like oh my god, this is. I can't imagine that situation. Um, didn't you have like the?
0: Do you know when they meet Frank and Hannah? Is Hannah, isn't it the daughter? Hannah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a, a different type of horror, but like, um, we have all the buckets, and he's like saying that's been and days. This is F in England, you know. <laughs> but it's like it just shows. Like imagine like how much t- things have drastically changed in your life that you're just desperately trying to get a little bit of water yeah something that's essential for your survival um yeah
1: i mean like we felt it there well a few weeks ago when we had the uh the storm hit ireland and we lost electricity for what was about a day and a half or Mm -hmm. so and like you just life just changes (laughs) immediately um and you have to learn to adapt uh like can you imagine being like that for 28 days Mm -hmm.
0: Do you remember when they finally leave and they're in the kind of the, it's kind of a taxi thing they're driving, isn't it? It's a taxi, yeah. yeah. And like, I was just thinking because they show Jim kind of looking out the window and it's like, you know, you're in a taxi, which would always been such a, a normal thing to do. But he looks outside the window and he sees all this abnormal, you know, rubble and like yeah. dead bodies and just barren wasteland. It's like something that would have been so normal going, a taxi, riding in a taxi. And then you look outside and you see the reality of how abno- how, ab- uh, how abnormal things have gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's another, another great moment. Um, uh, the next bit that for me that really stood out was uh, the tire-changing scene. Oh, with the rats running from the away t- from the... What an image. Yeah, Like, rats sprinting away as a group for fear of what's chasing them. That is, that alone is an incredible image that was a great horror scene oh yeah and then and then you hear them screaming like you can't see them and you're just seeing the shadows just kind of come around the corner but you hear them Mm -hmm. and the panic in that scene was just done so well just everything about it the way it was filmed edited acting it was just really really tense It's, it's one of one of one of the Probably the best horror scene Of the film I'd say Traditional horror scene Definitely Just because it was around that, that period in the film And it's not It's not a horror moment But
0: I just I figured Do we are to go to the supermarket I yeah. think that was a nod To uh, Dawn of the Dead Quite they possibly do, They're in the supermarket And they get the basket. Yeah in the shop. I think that was definitely Yeah, a yeah Tip yeah. of the hat I'd, I'd say To so. Dawn of the Dead
1: I did Because um, the, the writer I can't remember his name But he was saying that When he was writing 28 Days Later He um He was watching a lot of Um zombie films at the time. Mm-hmm. He can. He said that when he was a kid, he loved zombie movies. Like, he was a massive Night of the Living Dead fan, obviously. Um, you can't really be into zombie movies around the Night of the Living Dead. Um, but he had kind of forgotten about zombies, because zombies really weren't the thing for a long time in cinema. Mm-hmm. And then he started playing Resident Evil, the video game. And that reminded him, oh, wait, zombies, yeah. And then he remembered how much he loved zombies growing up, and that made him want to, to write a zombie movie. And... Um, yeah, so it just when you say it's another dawn, it's very, very makes a lot of sense because he was saying he was watching a lot of some movies at, while he was writing, you know, for inspiration mm-hmm. to get his mind frame, his mind in the right place. But um, another another kind of moment I really like, kind of more of a subtle moment, at first anyway, is when they're stopping after they go shopping when they stop for petrol, mm-hmm. and it, uh, like the fact they're like they're really hesitant to go in and then like it just, it just kind of sh- Jim. Jim kind of like has a chip on his shoulder at that point uh, he does a bit but it, it establishes for me that like this like kind of like what we are saying earlier about the um, the water on the, on the rooftop you know your mm. life has changed overnight but like the idea of stopping to get petrol is now possibly yeah. a life ending decision mm. you know mundane decisions are now life and death situations
0: and then he, when he goes into that kind of diner and whatever the restaurant and he yeah. sees the, the dead baby yeah. which i instantly thought of train spotting yeah, uh, which yeah, obviously is another know, film danny boyle, boyle directed
1: um, and then of course the the, the little boy i mean because mm. again i, I kind of forgot until later in the movie when when um major west asks him who who have be killed um and i was like oh wait we didn't kill anybody he's just the zombie and i was like oh wait no they're not dead they're not dead like that was a living child he killed um which really kind of adds to the weight of that situation i mean your first time you i mean obviously in that world if you want to survive like wes says you have to have killed somebody you can't be here if you didn't kill somebody and he did And the first time he killed somebody is a child i mean i can't imagine what that must do to you and i was even wondering
0: when they got when they get to the yeah. base i was wondering like how many people have actually come to that
1: base and why are there no other people there? Yeah, would well, you see uh, the pit when they go out? Mm. There's plenty other bodies yeah,
0: there. Yeah, was that what it was? I was thinking, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, first they did, bodies are they zombies? Are they uh, actually... Maybe that's it as well. But yeah. I, 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 it's, I figured it was. They a, killed.
1: But there's a suggestion that maybe not, you know?
0: I think it was because like, I think other people would have heard that. And would've Who would have heard it? Other people would have heard that the... Thing, the thing the distress whatever the thing they call it they heard on the radio
1: oh sorry yeah, yeah. i think it was other people maybe that yeah they i
0: think that's what i taught yeah. myself and i was like oh wait a minute are they zombies but that's what i thought so i was like i'd say there's some other people that they've killed in yeah. the past yeah because you would think there's no one
1: else there yeah you think to be a couple of people i mean like yeah like they they came from london mm. nobody came from yeah. manchester liverpool or, 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 or Leeds, or, yeah. <laughs> or manchester
0: um but like it's weird yeah, and and at that point in the film then, it's, it's the soldiers that really become kind of the the monsters yeah you know? the, yeah very much so like this the situation but, 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 but with just before like you, you know Ma- which, which Ma- Ma- which massively selena uh, and Hannah like that's just like
1: yeah well, that that is that is true mm-hmm. horror like i mean that is a different type of horror mm-hmm. and there's unfortunately yeah. a very real horror um i mean the idea of 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 suggesting that and thinking that that is a fair and and, and right action I mean with a woman and a child I mm. mean it's it's kind of too vile to think about in a lot of ways but but like that to me that's like darker than than the stuff of the zombies you know <laughs> yeah like that to me was probably the... yeah no it is the darkest moment yeah. in the film it is mm. uh, but we did skip ahead of well, we can go into maybe in characters. It's okay. We're frank, but we can talk about that in characters mm. instead. It's fine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. And, and then, like, when, when, when Selena, like, you know, slips her the volume just to, like, ease the pain, I mean, you're just like, oh my God, this is vile. I thought, though, she didn't um get it. Get it, because when Scott Parker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 explain yourself.
0: Scott Parker, the, the that actor who comes in, he played Scott Parker in Dream Team, which was a. <laughs> fictional football soccer British club. soccer yeah. soap
1: the aim that yeah. men
0: in the late 90s oh early 2000s. but which we loved back in the day but anyway yeah. his character when he comes in I thought he caught him and he stopped it but obviously she would got him she got a few of them in, her, in her. Or maybe he let her take him I don't know maybe he thought, she a, see, maybe he, thought first he, he can't knock knocks on else. her
1: hand but she obviously got, yeah, one, or got two one or two yeah. Well, well, yeah. You know, before he could knock him mm. out because you know Jim even says later she's stoned <laughs> um yes you see that um but she's still even 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 being stoned she has the wherewithal to um go and get the the photo of frank and and uh, her mother that's when she breaks off to get to get that photo of him but um i'll be honest i thought i don't mean this as a negative um, just moving on to kind of the, the kind of the the, cl- the climax of the film, mm. you know, when 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 James goes on his rampage, it almost becomes more like an action movie than a horror movie. Mm. In 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 that scene, like and it's an excellent scene. I really really enjoyed it. Excellent action film, uh, action action scenes. Um, but it didn't feel overly horror compared to everything else that followed. Yeah, that. yeah, I I kind of agree with that. Um, I thought could have. I, I don't mean as a negative. It's just an observation. Right. Like, we're talking about horror in the movie. And so, I I think I loved those scenes. And are elements, obviously. I mean, you know, the the, the 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 ghoul... Or no, it is a zombie. Yeah, ghoul in night. Zombie here. <laughs> the zombie uh, that they had chained up, you know, when he goes on a rampage inside. Like, I mean, there are definitely horror elements. And obviously, also, when Hannah is hiding from Scott Parker... Uh, Behind the mirror, you know, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: oh, that's, that's real. That was a great moment. Because at first I didn't realise she was in the room. I thought there was no one there. And then you kind of see, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was the same. I
1: like didn't realise that was the same room she was in. Yeah, that, that, that,
0: that, that, they did that on purpose,
1: yeah. I think, to make It oh was done well, because he's just looking at the, he's looking at the mirror. You're like, oh, he's just looking at his reflection, because mm. he doesn't understand what's going on. I wish I could <laughs> so you have just reminded you of the Hugo scene in The Simpsons. <laughs> He's up you've never seen yourself uh... <laughs> your reflection yeah. before mm-hmm. Dr. Hibbert <laughs> bang <laughs> but uh, going back on topic uh, we really should do some kind of Simpsons related thing I think obviously it's coming out of us because <laughs> we're not talking about it enough but um, I, that, there are horror elements definitely in those scenes and, and it's funny Jim kind of became the monster
0: mm. Uh so she even thinks that he's infected yeah and I again he's raged which i'll probably touch about yeah on we're going to play more on characters, characters yeah. but
1: uh, there are moments definitely and like where he's like hunting them mm-hmm. and he becomes the monster they're scared yeah um it, it was not i like when they kind of flip it like that sometimes you know it can really uh it can remind me a bit of um no the the and scream that you know when whenever the mask is removed mm-hmm. he seems kind of less powerful mm-hmm. and there are times when they're chasing I think in you know what I'm talking about anyway. It's
0: even like in the crow when when the when he's killed and then when he comes back, even though he's the hero, they're kinda of the vulnerable ones. Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, 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 Similarly to that. Um, but uh yeah, no, I thought I thought the I thought the horror in, in this was was fantastic. I really did. Yeah, on many different levels. Yeah, many different levels. I'm ready to vote to you? Yeah. Okay. Um Can we hmm. go first, this thing? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Oh, I right. did you in first? Oh, message? did I go first? Okay, okay you, fire
0: you fire away. Fire away. Really, I was saying I'll go first this time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why I said that. Go on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with um, 28 Days Later for the horror. I think... Um, I think there's... Um, there's more moments of just like... Such as like these parents or... I know we didn't touch it there, but what happened with Frank mm. with with the two girls and the situation with the soldiers and... That even just moments like in the underground and him waking up and stuff about Mark's family going to the airport. There's just, just so many moments. I don't know, I just thought, for me, um, I think 28 days later, I felt the horror more. I thought it was packed more of a punch. Not to say that night di- didn't or yep. didn't, but
1: just I,
0: think I felt it more 28 days later.
1: Okay, cool. Um, for me, um, I... I thought it was really, really, really close. Um, they, 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 have a lot of similar elements, and then they have a, a very different elements of horror to them. Um, well, the the part you're talking about in in twenty eight that I really loved a lot of them were more uh, sad and harrowing. Like there were phenomenal elements of horror, like the underground chase scene. Um, in particular, I, we didn't actually mention, it, but the, the fact that the zombies sprint in this—it was mm-hmm. just so revolutionary. And their I've the see never seen it. Yeah, they look—they look, they look, they look vicious, really, really properly vicious
0: yeah. and dangerous. I think yeah. they're more dangerous than this one because of the fact they run and they're so determined.
1: To get yeah, you. no, I mean, just the idea of a running zombie itself yeah. is terrifying. Mm. You know, we didn't go into like you know when they're running up with the trolley seen up to the apartment with Frank oh, yeah, and seen uh and, and you hear it in, in in uh in Jim's voice and he's like wait for me you know and just real panic in his voice um i think i touched on the characters so i think that's, why I that's fine that's fine that. um but uh yeah no so i mean i thought the, the horror is phenomenal but for me uh the the horror scenes that impacted me the most in of both films were the little girl eating her parents mm. and the scene of the zombies eating um, Tom and, Tom and Judy, Judy; those two scenes for me disturbed me more than anything in Twenty Eight Days Later, and that's why I gave it to night of the Living Dead.
0: Fine. Again, I like when we when we have
1: <laughs> pick different uh, the opposite film. Yeah, well, it's very rare that it's happened. <laughs> this is only the second week where it's ever happened that we disagreed on a round, but um, that makes it three one to Twenty Eight Days Later. Um. So Knight has to take I, both of the final of our votes in the final round in order to take it to a tiebreaker. Where we the lightning round. The lightning round. And um,
0: that's what we call it—the lightning round. The horror. Okay.
1: That's fine. That's fine. Um, I will just
0: say just in closing on that and um, on, on that category as well. well. I think, um, for, like it's interesting that for me, I like the the biggest horror moments for me were actually when it was the humans. Uh, Struggling amongst each other Yeah In both films Which I thought was It's interesting that that, You know Mm, Yeah no yeah, There's a touch more realism I guess to it When it's actually The humans Um, themselves Although
1: I'll be honest For me I don't agree That it was the most horror For me the most horror Was the zombies in it Mm -hmm. But I think They're representations Of us Mm -hmm. You know So I agree with what you're saying As well though I think And we'll go into that In characters But anyway um, But before we go on To the final round we just want to say uh, be sure to check us out on social media. Um, we're on Twitter and on Facebook. Every week when we release a new episode, we release a new piece of custom pixel artwork to coincide with episode. Um, so be sure and check them out if you haven't been, if you're listening on the podcast, you're missing out on all the great artwork. <laughs> um, and we're on YouTube obviously as well.
0: And yeah, just a little bit of if fire as we always say. Fire us a little bit of feedback, and if you're enjoying the show or what you're liking about it, maybe stuff you think we could improve on. Because you know we're enjoying doing it, but we hope you're enjoying it as well. We want you to have the best uh experience listening to it.
1: Yeah, so a comment or or you know follow us or um on on Twitter we're um at um I changed the 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 our our handle on Twitter, so it's at um movie battle pod, p o d. Um, on Facebook just just google or just search um, uh, the movie battle podcast um, and you can also find us through the hashtag the MVP on Twitter as well um, and on Facebook and on YouTube're the movie battle podcast as well so I also the, our email is the, the movie battle podcast at gmail.com so if you have something you want to say suggestions you know whatever throw them in there we would yeah, really to. really love to uh, to hear from you mm-hmm. so final round round 3 characters um, Back to start off with night start off with night of course mm-hmm. chronologically um i don't know who you have or who you don't have i threw fine. tom and julie together
0: mhm i yeah, i had a tiny bit on them i had obviously ben a bit on barbara and then harry and helen
1: yeah um yeah okay yeah that's fine um, especially the ones in the house yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you might have a bit more on certain
0: characters might be, be the opposite you know yeah yeah because I, yes, I didn't
1: go into detail on Helen but I mean we, we, we can go into that yeah so for me like Tom is the voice of reason in the house in a lot of ways because I feel and I don't want to get into Ben too much but I feel like Ben and 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 uh, Harry clash a lot um, and maybe Clash a bit too much. I mean, not, not not that it's not sensible. I mean, people in tense situations clash. But Tom is the one in the middle who's trying to kind of kind of find the balance between the two of them. He, he understands yeah, he, where both where they're both yeah. coming from.
0: His heart is in the right place,
1: as I said. Like he's yeah. He's,
0: but he's looking to contribute. You know, he's oh very to, much. And so. he's trying to bring the peace between them and make them meet in the middle as well.
1: Very very much so. Like and he's very brave. Yeah. Like he, he's willing to do the right thing. And for me, I, we have to remember as well, we talked earlier about the allegory of the racial tension in America when this film came out. But another massive uh, you know, moment of real um, controversy in America at the time was the Vietnam War. <clears throat> now, Tom as a young man. It was people his age who were being sent to Vietnam to fight in this war, to give up their lives. Um, and it's been suggested by many previously that um, this is an allegory for the Vietnam War as well as racial tensions, and I really feel he sums that up you know, he bravely goes off to do the right thing, he's sent over you know, so many innocent like so many other innocent young men were sent to brutal deaths and him and Judy you know, they're, I mean you get the feeling they were going out, maybe engaged I think they were engaged, weren't they? They were going to start a family, start a life and so many, you know, young families were destroyed by the Vietnam of a, yeah.
0: War. But even yeah. not she say like I I just why do you have to go, which I'm yeah. sure
1: many girlfriends yeah. said yeah. to their boyfriends before they went off to, to But with to Vietnam the, it wasn't a choice for I know it wasn't a choice, but I'm sure they yeah, would be no, just no, felt no, like I saying agree. That. I agree with you, yeah. What? why is it you that were picked to why were you drafted? Um and I felt that they they uh, kind of symbolized that last generation that mm. that. Unfortunately, lost their lives, you know, in, in in that war, um. And I think it, I had, you know, um, it's done very subtly, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it, it, it um very powerfully um suggests that it would would not a lot, you know, They're not a huge part. They're not, they're not like their characters aren't dived into mm. a whole lot. I think like
0: every character obviously there's, there's different levels of how main they are in the cast, but but. I think every character kind of has a moment Mm. in the story Um, yeah like like just going on to Helen like you know not only does she have kind of the weight of like a child who you know their fear could be infected or whatever happened when she was attacked yeah but she also has the weight of like the baggage of like really kind of impulsive and disagreeable husband who's just looking to clash with anyone and won't it's very hard for him to seek reason and kind of just collaborate and, uh,
1: um, you know just um, to work together. Yeah, yeah no, no, yeah. I agree. Like, uh, uh, that was one of the kind of the um the real kind of uh real moments in the film that I really liked was that um that tension between her and 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 uh, Harry is that clearly their marriage being held together by sellotape.
0: Yeah, well, they touch on it like kind of that that, that they're,
1: you know, pretty I, I, frosty,
0: like yeah, and it's
1: you you get the feeling that the only reason they're together it's is because their daughter. is for
0: the daughter, yeah. um, but like she even she says to him like you know it's important you be right and they be wrong, isn't yeah. it? you know, and like I I think she 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 very much wants to side with him. Yeah, but you she's a parent, for the feel the responsibility that I have to side course, with my husband, of course. But and she said she's kind of weighed on down with that, and then also with the predicament with her daughter, so she's kind of up against it. Uh, um, I I, I thought Helen was one of the the most interesting characters actually in the film Yeah she
1: has an interesting arc in it And then obviously the
0: ending when she witnesses like her husband being shot And like I suppose part of her feels like he did bring it on himself But she still dared to witness her husband being shot to death And then been eaten alive by her daughter And then as I said in the horror section like the way it goes for her You know it's pretty brutal you know like she um, basically dies of shock even before. Yeah, she's attacked. yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, seeing your daughter, who you've been, I mean, so worried about and obviously loved her entire life, mm-hmm. eat her husband, no matter what how she feels about him. Seeing her daughter do that, to her husband, I mean, you can't imagine what that would do to a person, and then, you know, witness her daughter murder herself mm-hmm. like just. I can't think of a worse way to go to be honest but and, and the interesting thing about the those two because they are I feel like the kind of maybe the the most real element of the film in some ways is that that scene with them in the basement that was cut short. they were forced to cut that short by the distributor but it took like six minutes of from that scene of the dead scene no no of the of them of them fighting oh. downstairs in the basement
0: because you could have yeah i, I would have been interesting i
1: i think it's lost i think those scenes are lost um because there was a flow actually where they filmed that was um george romero and his crew were like a, an ad agency they used to um not an ad agency but an a, um a production company that made ads mm. for ad agencies and they had a studio in in um, pittsburgh i think it is um and that's where they worked and that was the basement of the building where their office was so they filmed it in in that off in that basement of their own office but there was a flood and uh the original film was destroyed in the flood mm-hmm. and that's why the th- those see ce- that scene is now lost um
0: um but yeah um uh, just with harry like in like he just kind of touching him for a minute like he's always complaining you know, he's argumentative and a lot of time he's not helping at all and he almost becomes an obstacle like the zombies because Tom <coughs> doesn't want to go against him but he sees like, look, we should, you know, work with Ben here, you know, it's better to kind of stick together, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I can see that
0: uh, but he, there's a, there's a whole thing of trust in the film as well, like that, that's an issue. Like he doesn't trust Ben and I think Ben doesn't trust him and right? that's a big problem. They both want to be in charge. I think part of it for because like you know, our um yeah, Harry, it's like because he's a husband, he's sure at home he's kind of the, the breadwinner and kind of takes charge of whatever dealings they have in their everyday life. So not being able to have that now is alien to him as well as this whole other situation. So I think he's really just not dealing well at all with it. And then having someone else order him around, he can't take that, you know.
1: So yeah, no, no, I definitely I definitely I think you have a point there. But I do have to say, I think w- when he first comes up, you know, he's he's not saying a whole lot of things that are not true. Like, he's giving his own opinion. Mm-hmm. He's saying he thinks it's safer in the cellar. You know, he, he that's his genuine thought, you know, and, and why would he just suddenly listen to some other person when he disagrees with him? Mm-hmm. Like, this is his family and his daughter he's looking after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like, when Ben, like, gives him flack for not coming up when they heard a scream again yeah okay I understand but like think about it you're terrified you like Ben has witnessed you know all kinds of things I'm sure they all have they've seen the dead eat and kill people mm-hmm. um like and, and you, you, you've you got a sick daughter and your wife what are you going to do are you going to come up you know, some might but I think a lot wouldn't um I guess it makes him
0: much of character different yeah, like, I, I, look at I, it. Like, I think when like, he first
1: comes up I think you know I, I'm not I can understand I mean, see where his character goes and he goes into some dark places obviously but, but at first I, mean? I think he's he's not that bad a character a you know, person
0: I first. will say that like Joe and Ben goes out with Tom and and Judy yeah. and he's trying to get back in the door I like you know I, I, part of me is like I can understand why he was reluctant to open that door because if he opens it who knows if Lord of Doom could come in now you know what I mean that's
1: the fear and uh, I, I think I love that moment where, the situation where, he, where like, he, just before Ben kicks it in he makes a move to go to the door. Did mm. you notice that? Like he has, I think he has decided to let him in, mm. after some deliberation. Um, he makes a move to let him in, but then Ben kicks it in. Kicks it in. Um, you can obviously understand why Ben is angry as well. But, yeah, of course. But um, one thing I thought was was interesting. Uh, is is that it's never really suggested, but I wonder—is the racial tension between Ben and and Harry? Um, like I wonder it's possible I think part of the, again, I, again I think if it is there and it, they hit it not hit it very well but they were much more subtle than they could easily have been which mm-hmm. I like but like if you think about it like in the 1960s you a man of his age he's supposed to be what maybe about late 40s early 50s yeah. right so this this man was probably born maybe like around 1920 or so right a man of that generation is he going to feel comfortable with a black man having a gun in the house and nobody else does? Mm. Like, it would be ridiculous to suggest that there weren't a lot of white men at the time who wouldn't feel comfortable with that in real life. Um, And I wonder if that's part of, that's part of why there's so much tension between the two of them straight away, that Ben can see something in him and that he can see something in Ben, like they don't like each other straight away. Mm -hmm. Because Ben doesn't have an issue with Tom. Yeah, um. that's true, yeah. You know, it's definitely
0: it's definitely possible. Like I like that they don't
1: Yeah, they, they don't have the nose, on the it's not on the nose. Throw it at yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's
0: definitely something that yeah. is a possibility. Um I guess Barbara next. Uh yeah. Um well I just have like for her like you know, obviously pretty harrowing situation, like the whole thing with her brother and then that big long chase. You know, so she does go through a lot in the early stages, but she just basically becomes a mute after that yeah. like she doesn't really do much Yeah, for that I, first
1: portion I thought it was a shame to be honest because she starts off interesting um, I, and, and like she goes into a very believable traumatic state mm-hmm. after seeing her brother die I mean yeah. of course I mean, and obviously seeing the dead rise or whatever you know I mean very much understand that and she starts coming around to Ben as they kind of share stories and then she gets frantic and demands that they go outside to save uh, her brother Johnny and he hits her and knocks her out. <clears throat> and when she wakes up, she's basically, she's not in the film again in a way until Johnny takes her. Mm. And she just going to help Helen
0: with the door, or no, was it Judy or Helen with the door? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, but like, there's very little. She does get up to help. Helen. That's what I'm saying. it's yeah. that little bit, she kind yeah. of, gets, yeah. out of the she gets out of the trance. But like, there's so much in the movie. She's doing nothing. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest, I felt like it was a waste of a character. Like, if Judy had filled that role instead. It would have made more sense. And you developed Barbara more. I do like that they kind of start with Barbara and then, like, obviously, the main character, ben, But then yeah. he emerges
0: as the main character. I like that they do that.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. I just felt like it was a waste of potential. Because Judy doesn't really do anything. Helen has, as you said, some good moments. Helen's, I she's not Helen in, she's in a huge amount. Um, she's downstairs for a lot of the movie. Um, I thought... I thought it would have been more... I would have liked to have seen more Barbara in a... Even in a frantic state. Something. Just she's kind of doing nothing for a lot, That's a lot of... That's Um And I just... I was a little disappointed in, in her character. I thought it, it was... It was it was a missed opportunity. Um, ben? Yeah. So, uh, what's interesting about Ben, actually, um, is that the role originally was supposed to be a gruff truck driver
0: uh, from what I heard was uh, I think George Romero or someone who said that he came in and gave the best audition So it was like yeah he came in and wrong. gave
1: the audition mm-hmm. but not only was his audition so good it was that when the way he spoke and the way he spoke in real life he was very you know very intellectual and very well read that they changed the character to fit around him mm-hmm. so like his character was a lot more gruff and angry and less well-spoken but um, they, they changed the character to fit to fit him because his his uh, audition was so strong um, so it was, I mean just the fact I mean it's not common for the hero of a movie in to be a black man mm-hmm. that alone I mean it's unfortunate that you have to say that but that is the, that is the truth I mean I can't remember looking back you know any films that I've watched from that era that were the hero is a black guy. I mean, except for, you know, black spitation cinema or something, but... uh That's a Blackula, was <laughs> Well, I think that was a Simpsons one, but yeah, there's loads of like films like that, but they, they were made by black people yeah, for the yeah. black market, but this is, even though it's an independent release, it was aimed at anybody, whoever, and, you know, he was a black actor because he was the best actor for the role, and, you know, it's striking, and especially... As on, it would
0: be today, rather than... Back in. George Romero obviously just—he's uh, an actor. He read a great, yeah. so he's getting it. That's, that's it. It's not enough to yeah. deliver it,
1: but especially at the time, it's—he it was it was a braver choice, even. So yeah, very much so. Be, yeah, you know, because um, there are people who wouldn't have gone to the cinema to watch the film mm-hmm. simply because the black guy mm-hmm. is the lead. I mean, that's how racist America. Uh, anyway, this, was. with the character, though, um.
0: So he's he's quite patient with, with Barbara initially. Yeah. You know, he's he's getting to action, getting things done, but he kind of no, realises that he needs her help as well. So he's not going to push her too much initially. You know what I mean? Joni's asking her questions and she he kind of sees obviously something has happened to her. So in some ways, you wonder though, did he kind of like, when he saw her first, was it like a reprieve to him? Like, oh, thank God. But then when he realised the state she was in, did that dwindle fast? Yeah, like, she, she, you know, she, he like, realizes she's a burden yeah. rather than a help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to be fair, I did also like he didn't see or witness his a family member dying for or pretty
1: much dying. for No, but her. we do hear um, him tell that story. Yeah. that story, which I think is the best acting of the film, and maybe the best scene of the film, possibly that monologue scene where he he just tells us the story of of the man his screams when he's on fire and seeing him be devoured and uh it, it is a phenomenal phenomenal moment there's an excellent piece of acting
0: in saying that though you could also say that ben was fortunate though that he found out in that manner whereas johnny barbara's brother was not so fortunate that he no, yeah walked into it so and obviously it was harrowing but he was one of the lucky ones and it's all about, it's just about fortunate circumstances for a lot of them when yeah, you found out and you've I mean, time to act on it it's not
1: like it's it's yeah. all skill and tactics you yeah. see a lot of it would be, would be fortune or misfortune which is kind of cruel and
0: scary in itself yeah you know?
1: yeah I mean um, <clears throat>
0: but um, I think mean, Ben was not so fortunate at the end of the film you know
1: no he wasn't um, yeah but one thing before we go on to the end um, one thing I really found interesting and I was going to bring it up um, with Harry's section, but Harry was right. Mm. Where did Ben end up? Yeah, no, I was thinking of myself in the cellar. And and why did he end up there? Because they swarmed in. And did he survive the night? Yes. I love the fact that Harry was right and Ben was wrong. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love that when characters aren't perfect, they don't make every right decision. Because in that situation, you don't know what you're doing. And like you don't blame Ben for making the wrong call, mm-hmm. I mean, if you say it's the wrong call, I mean it could have gone right. that was the whole thing. We're talking about misfortune and fortune. It could have gone right, like that that petrol may not have, couldn't have might not have leaked. they get into their truck, they drive away, they're hot scot free. It didn't work out that way, but Harry was right in that the cellar was the safest place in that house, yeah, and it saved Ben's life tragically um you know. <sighs> That He survives and then is is murdered. Um, you know, and that line was like, Oh, great, that's another one for the fire. Yeah, uh, just the way you just so offhandedly. I mean, I know they don't think he's uh, you know a human, a living human, but uh, we know you know what that scene is about, and America you knew <laughs> well, when they watched it. I think as well, why
0: Ben kind of takes on the leader role is because he, he kind of does for the most part say things as they are you know like even like when he's having the disagreement with Harry and like well he can be the boss down there but I'm going to be the boss okay. yeah he's he sort of but then he's like when he says to Barbara when she's like she's telling that story we whack go back for Johnny Will we whack back for Johnny and he doesn't want to hear what she's saying but then eventually he has to say what he doesn't want to say which is your brother is dead he didn't want to have to say that to her but then he has to say it to her because she keeps going on about it and then like when he tells Julie you know when he ta- asks about the about the daughter and like she could be infected. So he's like, tell Julie to come up and tell Helen that you go down and watch her because it's your daughter. Yeah. You know. So he's in that regard, he's he's saying things as they are, which you kinda have to do in that yeah. situation. You know, he's trying
1: to take control of the situation yeah. because somebody has to, mm-hmm. or else everyone's gonna die. You know, unfortunately, everyone did die yeah.
0: anyway. and, and that's and again you're saying about everyone did die in the end. It comes down to that thing of trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is so fragile, but also it's very important. And then Ben tries to build it up with Harry. But then, when Harry refuses to let him back in, not completely blaming Harry on that, I can understand from a certain, certain way why he was afraid to do it. But that completely severs any bit of trust they may have yeah. had, and that's almost what lead that. All, it's like a domino effect from yes. then on in, yeah. where everybody perishes. Obviously, then a little later in the rest of them. but that's kind of the final tipping point where it all. Yeah, well, when
1: humanity you know, doesn't work together, everyone fails. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what they're going for there. Yeah um and move on to 28 yeah so 28 days later um so i have hannah first okay um okay so when you first meet her you know obviously we have her peering through the apartment but when they get in like she's quite forthright and gives her opinion Mm -hmm. she's quite strong-willed and she's not afraid to like say what she wants to say like for example when they're out in the balcony and um you know, uh, Frank is saying like, "Yeah, you're. You know, the walls are thin." I heard what you're saying. You're right. We, you, we do need you more than you need us. And then, and then Anna was like, mm, "No, that's not true. We all need each other. Like, you know, just as much as 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 you know, you need us. We need you. You know." But, but even as well, when when they're trying to come in and say, like, "Let us in," and she's like, "Where's my father? Yeah. Where's my?" F-? She won't let him until she no. knows her father's okay. Yeah. Um. So she's quite a strong character. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you know we see her start kind of. Um, bonding with jim and selena and you see like i saying in that that scene with the the picnic and the and the horses Mm -hmm. and you really see this family bond as well as in the shopping as well but you said kind of family bond build and um it really uh it really you know solidifies that group but i have to say um when frank dies her reaction is truly baffling like, when after he's been shot like seven times in the ground, she's just like, "Dad, like Jonah reminded me of Gareth Moringa's dark place when uh, Gareth walks in and his old friend literally explodes and his head po- <laughs> smashes around the room, and like, Gareth just asks, "Are you all right?" <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Like, honestly, it took me out of it. I was like, what? Was well, she is... in shock though, I think? Yeah, I know. I think that's what were kind going no for. More I think, think that's what they are going for. But I'll be honest, even though the... I thought the character was strong, I thought the actress was quite weak. I didn't think it was a great portrayal. Mm. What did you think?
0: Yeah, she wasn't great. She wasn't like terrible. She was in... quite monotone at times. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't great. But I like, um, um, she was fine. Fu- you know, you I, I didn't...
1: It took didn't me out of it. the experience. It really, didn't ruin yeah. it, but it took me out of it a couple of times where I was like, eh. um, surely they could have found a better actor than her. But um uh, she has some great moments later on though. Uh like well I love them when she's drugged out and she's the unnerving out. them <laughs> and like she knows exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'd say obviously the inhibitions of the drugs kind of freed her to yeah. kind of just say it. And it like this said, she's just like, I'm I'm effed anyway, so yeah. you know. Yeah, and then she mm-hmm. runs off to get Frank's photo, and then saves everyone with her driving skills, mm-hmm, yeah. which they set up earlier, with yeah. uh, when he he he's dri- she's driving over when they're getting the petrol. Yeah, and I, it's again like a lot of you know great films structure. Everything is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You set it up one place, and then it pays off later yeah. on. Because if they just had her driving, you could ask like, "What? Wait, she's able to drive that yeah, well?" Yeah. But we establish that we can and then in the moment we accept, oh yeah, she's would have the drive, we know this. Um, Important moments like that. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good character. Right? I thought the portrayal was a little weak. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much else. Okay. No. Major West? Yeah, Major West, I um, well.
0: Okay, I think he's like... He's very condescending, I find. Like when he really taps Jim on the head, i will all be alright, he gives him the tap on the head. i yeah. him very condescending and... From the get go, just something was kind of—I could tell something was off about him. Like yeah, he was holding like, something back, which obviously we learn
1: later what it is. We uh, know what it is. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's on the surface really friendly, but you can just tell straight off there's something wrong hmm. here. I, I, but like,
0: it's interesting when he says to Jim, like saying, like you know, have you killed anyone? And he says, you know, about the child, and he's like, yeah, you did what you had to do. Yeah. I'm doing what I have to do I need these soldiers so I need to keep them motivated like it's basically like there's, there's no rules anymore so I have to do what I have to That's do exactly it. it's horrendous it's horrific but it's like he's saying look I'm just doing what I have to do and, and actually, it's like
1: and then when he says you killed, a, you killed a boy you killed a boy you killed a child mm. like you feel like that his wheels are turning going well if you can kill a child then why can't we sleep with a child mm. you know like can we procreate with a child mm-hmm. to to repopulate the humanity? I'd um, say he's loyal to his soldiers as well. He yeah, very much so. I mean, he he genuinely cares like for his him, as he refers to him impales, as his boys.
0: When Jim impales that guy, yeah, and he kind of just sits with him as he's dying.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a lovely moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is real tenderness there, mm-hmm. and even after at the very end, like when when, when Jim goes in, it was like you know. You killed my boys. Mm. You know, it's not my soldiers. It's like he sees the moments as his kids. Because mm-hmm. they probably created some kind yeah. of family dynamic, like
0: our main characters had. Yeah, so. he
1: he, remind, he he represents the dark side of humanity. Mm. You know, that would most definitely rear up in a post apocalypse situation. Because mm-hmm. one thing that kind of struck me was that, like, Frank was very welcoming of Selena and, and Jim, like, very trusting of them. Let them in straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a real risk to take in a mm-hmm. situation like that. You know, you would hope, maybe the fact that it's only 28 days since the fall of civilization that most humans, real humans, living humans, are, uh, you know, willing to help each other. But obviously, I feel like that is a side of humanity that would unfortunately rear its head. And it reminded me of The Mist um, in that kind of, in that film as well. I won't go the spoilers, but how humanity... The outside of humanity is actually almost scarier than the monsters outside as well. Mm. Similar here. Um, yeah, so I thought he was a great character. Like, you know, like, uh, like when he talks about how the world, to him, the world's unchanged. It's just people killing people. I saw that beforehand. I've seen it now. There's yeah. no difference. Yeah. Right.
0: Frank? Yeah. So he's obviously the fodder figure. Yeah. You know, like, I always says like how he's, he feels he needs extra kind of protection for Hannah, kind of a, a fallback plan in case something happens to him. So that's obviously one of the reasons why he brings Jim and Selena it's in. Probably the main reason. Yeah, but then it's also I think obviously I was thinking like he obviously has lost his wife, and they do show a photo later that Hannah's looking at yeah. of her with her parents. So I think he's trying to rekindle a kind of family
1: dynamic, you know. Yeah. Um, and that that and family is huge in this mm, film. Yeah. Uh, as I said, the, the 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 symbol of the horses as a family matched mirror the symbol of them as a family. I I, I well for me well, He
0: he's like the pillar, yes. for that family. Like he, you know, when they all he stays awake when they all go to sleep. Yeah. You know, when Jim's having that bad dream, he kind of comforts him. That's a beautiful
1: you know. moment. I I really love that moment um, when he, he caringly wakes Jim mm. and then and then uh, and smiles when Jim calls him dad. Mm. And then when he dies, it's kind of the end of innocence and that happiness
0: for the family. You know, everything just goes pear-shaped after that.
1: Oh, it's yeah. a really tra- tragic, tragic scene. Um, like I think I would go back a little bit for a second so and come back to the death. Mm-hmm. But like I love, like say, like about him, like he's genuinely lovable. Like he's funny and he's laid back and he's he's welcoming and mm-hmm. he puts everyone kind of at ease. And as you say, he is the pillar. He's he he he's the the glue of that group, yeah. um, and 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 all of and all of that leads to you just feeling it so much more when he dies, mm. when, when you see him, this lovable person. First of all, actually, when he gets to the the blockade and there's no one there, and you just see him snap, and you know, obviously you know even he can't can mm. contain it because but that, that's, it's about saving Hannah. That's mm. that's what everything is for. Yeah. Him
0: yeah when he says like go go effing where but, yeah. but like that, that to me is like a prelude to him getting infected yes, as it well because
1: you never show it's showing him being angry and like then, yeah he's one moment of frustration yeah. he looks up and blood drops into his eye and you're just like no ah oh! yeah it just you really feel it. you feel it with the characters because when you when you care for a character this is why i have a problem with a lot of really kind of poor slasher films and stuff like that is when you don't care about the characters being killed then it doesn't it's not it's not scary it's not it doesn't impact you or affect you but when you really care for a character and you see them meet a tragic end it's it's really devastating um, and see and then seeing him in his even in his moments of true like you know anger pushing hannah away Saving her in the process Knowing that She needs to get as far away From him as absolutely possible Like his last thought Is save Hannah Um, Yeah I I really I really liked his role Brendan Gleason does an excellent job uh, In this Selina Selina yeah But like At the beginning Like her
0: And obviously she's with Mark They're like They're very cold Kind of in some ways Like in the way they kind of matter-of-factly just tell Jim that his parents are dead, but I think it's they've experienced far more of it than he has, so they're way beyond kind of the initial shock and the initial you know, change in circumstances, so they're at another level, so they're almost immune to kind of pleasantries now, you know, where they just have to say it as it is, like we were saying in, um, what was it, with Night,
1: we were saying about like, oh yes, oh yeah, with, with Ben
0: saying how he has to kind of say things as they are now, you know you're in that situation so yeah
1: no i, I agree with you i mean like because they're they, they uh, mark talks about how his family died and selena says you're lucky that your parents died like that mm-hmm. you know so like jim has lost his family selena's lost her family mark has lost his family but hannah and frank are still a family mm-hmm. and they're the only ones that are happy relatively happy in this world um and it's only and like Selena isn't, Mark isn't, mm. Jim isn't, but when they combine together, like we're saying, family is a theme of a big theme in this film. When they come together as a family, that's when Selena becomes whole again. And but like before that, that scene where she kills Mark, yeah. Oh my god! Like just out of nowhere, because you think like Mark's gonna be you know one of the main characters, mm. and then suddenly nope, gone. Well, like it just shows kind of you know, how ruthless she is in that moment, in that, like,
0: you can't hesitate if you believe they're infected. And remember, she she says to Jim, um, you know, he says, like, how did you know he was infected? And she's like, well, I could see it in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I like, think it's, like, sort of ten twenty 10, 20 seconds. So you have yeah. to make that decision very quickly. Yeah.
1: Um, and she didn't hesitate at all. Yeah, no. Um, but, um, but then, obviously, uh, as... Actually, one thing that <laughs> struck me and it's kind of similar to a complaint I had with Barbara, although at a way different level. But it kind of annoyed me a little bit that she becomes a damsel for the almost the entire last, you know, great action sequence. She's just waiting for Jim to save her. Like I know they establish her as very strong at the start, and she saves Jim. He thanks her for saving him. You know, on more than kind of more than one occasion. Um And it's established that she's really strong And well able to handle herself I'd say I'd have liked her Even to help Jim Although maybe that might not have helped Uh, You know, it might have lost that emotion Of where she thinks Jim is infected And she thinks he's dead And then she hesitates Um, But I think it kind of comes full circle like the guy who said, like, she
0: rescues him at the start And he's, like, very much dependent on her And then Then it comes to that moment where, you know and and it it also does a full circle thing where like, you know, when she um so Joe at the start she's very cold and very ruthless and she's like, you know, they'll slow us down. You can't you know, Jim says they're good people about Frank and mm. and Hannah and like she's like I I wouldn't hesitate for a second to you know, basically put them yeah. away if 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 they got if they caused us if they were just weren't helpful to us or, or if they were you know, if they got in trouble yeah. or like could you know. Um but then you see like how she kind of, she really lets her guard down when Frank is there. Because I said like, as I said before, he's the pillar. And she, you know, comes into this family thing, yep. you know, with, with Jim and Hannah. And they're kind of doing, they messing with the food and with the bit with the horses and all that. And the picnic. But then like when Frank is dead and they come to the bay, the, the, the soldier's base and she says like, it's all, like it's, it's all. Eft, you know, yeah. she says she's kind of breaking down and realizing that if she hadn't let her guard down so much, she wouldn't have let herself come here and be in this situation. So that's her kind of coming full circle, almost coming back to where she was in the first place.
1: Yeah, no, no, mm. no. I think I think it's a fair point. Like. You know, he starts off as weak, and then she's strong. and She saves him, and then at the end, but she's, she's not weak vul- at the end. She's, she's not weak, weak but she's a, it's vulnerable. It's a position that she can't do anything. it yeah, she's, she's vulnerable, of, like, and what, he, ten he, he saves her. No, I get that. I just, yeah. I think she could have put up a little more of a fight. Like she's already established how good of a fighter she is. I she know, could have done like, something. What uh, could she do? Like you know? No, no, I'm about. not saying. I'm saying is the writers could could have written a slightly different. Okay. I'm not saying that in the way it unfolded. She should have done something. All I'm saying is they could have given her a moment where she did something, because the writers are writing it; they can do whatever they want. I, I feel just you know, I, like, I like the fact that Jim saves her after he she saved him earlier. I mean that that's fine. It's just she seemed totally, completely reliant in every way, like as if if you came in the film, you know when they arrive at the base, you'd have no idea that she could fight. That that that's what I'm saying. But it's a small, it's a smallish uh, complaint. I mean, I still think her character um, had a great journey, and arc throughout the film. <clears <clears <throat> so, Jimmy by? Yep. Uh,
0: so when he wakes up in the hospital, like, it's literally a new world to yeah, him, completely. And what I found very interesting was, so, do you know, like, it's, obviously, most people are dead or everyone's gone. It just It's this barren kind of, and he's kind of closed in. Even the way he says, hello, the way he says it seems so kind of almost stunted and some bit like, it's like it's not all getting out. And it kind of, it's almost like, because no one can hear him anyway. But I always felt when he screams the hello, it's like he's not getting the full trajectory in his voice. You know, maybe that's probably like he's been lying in the hospital for God knows how long as well. But I always felt like... Well, 28 days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when, he, when he's screaming hello, he, you can tell he's not fully... Getting all of it out there, you know, it feels stunted, kind of, and I thought that was kind of, you yeah, kind I mean, of feel that struggle in him. Like, yeah, you're like,
1: I mean, I mean, he also, like, I think, yeah, yeah that's a fair point. I think also, he, I mean, just starting off, he is the audience, the, the classic audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. Like, we discover the world through his eyes because everybody else obviously has been awake and they know what it's like, but he doesn't know. And thankfully he doesn't because we get to learn along with him. But you see, you know, the classic storytelling mm-hmm. device, I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but it's used a lot, you know, where like often it's like earthling, even in sci-fi, like it's a human that goes to a different planet and then they discover the planet that we discover along with them. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so just that he is that classic kind of trope. Again, I'm not saying it's good or bad, it's just, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I mentioned earlier, but I love the, <clears throat> seeking the sanctuary in the church um and like and even like the first person he properly speaks to or tries to at least is the priest mm. you know like earlier you know you know i think it doesn't isn't um, in his letter that his mother wrote to him doesn't she say god bless something like that in it i think so yeah, yeah i think i think they're obviously religious mm. you know we've got the the hymns twice in the film The first place he goes is a church first sanctuary he's calling to you know the priest father and that is his first real interaction with a person since he's woken up is a priest and he says oh god i shouldn't have done that you know like he feels so bad about it um it's you know it's like i think it's you know people often turn to religion at times of need Mm -hmm. and it's like you're not getting any solace from that here Mm -hmm. I think mean, it happened.
0: Or Joe when he as well when he's sitting in the corner of that kind of shop um with Mark and Selena, he's yeah. kinda of like a child almost. He's taking in all this information and then the fact that his family is more than likely oh, dead as well. Yeah.
1: I mean even that so, scene when they're describing like you're saying with Mark when he tells that story is 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 really harrowing. Mm. But also I was just thinking of Jim, like just learning like like that that almost everybody you know and love is dead. Mm. I mean I can't even And
0: then it's like You know everything is so new to him But like even though He barely knows Sel- Selena that long He's like pleading with her You yeah. know when they're up the steps yeah. Like to wait for him And don't leave him there So like Yeah he latches he, he, on to her he, exactly He doesn't want to be left alone again He's no. like he needs he, She's almost like, and I'm saying a pillar with Frank, but she's almost his pillar in that moment because that's all he has. Yeah, and he, he's very much
1: aware of that. Like, mm-hmm. he, like when that night when they're in the apartment and he thanks her, and she's just like, okay, he like very kind of brushes him off a bit. Like, look, you know, I mean, look, you know, I, I think you seem a nice guy, and uh, I'm you know, you're welcome to come along with me, but. I don't expect you to last long. It's kind of the kind of feeling I'm kind getting at that moment.
0: And in this need for kind of companionship, you see the game when he says like how oh, he thinks Frank and Hannah are good people, and yeah. he wouldn't be so quick to disregard them yeah. if things got tough. And I guess kind of that because he's lost his family, and this is like a an alternate family, you know, for him, kind of, you know, or the, you know, it's not away from to feel like he's part of the family again, especially in such a dire situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I was saying, you know, earlier we were talking about Frank. Know, Frank starts fulfilling that he's looking for a father figure throughout the film like mm-hmm. he, he, he maybe you have the religion, God Jesus, the priest maybe then he goes to his parents, then Frank, and even then major West in some ways kind mm-hmm. of like he goes to him looking for salvation, looking for a savior and then he becomes the savior mm-hmm. he becomes the father figure of the group then
0: to me i i was just found it a little strange with Joe when he starts wandering off. And she's like Just stay close And he's like it's me like, on my end you know It was a good line It was a good line But I was like What is he doing But like I feel like You know then When he's like saying He kind of calls out For someone to come You know I want them to come And then when he kills The child It's like he was letting out Some aggression yeah. And we see it uh, In a much larger Kind of scale Later in the film With the soldier And I feel it's like He's letting out All his anger And frustration That like you know, losing his family, Frank dying, and I think at that point he's not sure if Hannah or Selina are even still alive. He doesn't know what's happening. I think he's, he's letting out all that anger and frustration on that soldier and all you know, um,
1: Yeah, I mean like, letting up, it all up, out. Up until that point, he kind of, he becomes like John Rambo, mm-hmm. as I call the John Rambo mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a great action sequence, you know, really great stuff. He's stalking and taking them out one by one. Um, and there's, a callback I feel, again, without spoilers, for Shallow to Shallow Grave. Uh, again, we can't say who because again, we're very careful with spoilers here. But you know what I'm Should talking we about? Should spoilers on these anyway? What? No, 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 no. For Shallow Grave I'm talking about. But
0: we'll probably be talking about that at some point, I'd say.
1: Yeah, but we won't talk about it in this episode. Because if somebody clicks it going, oh, uh, Nine of the <laughs> Living Dead and 20 Days Later, and then we spoil Shallow Grave, mm. they'll go, you, you goddamn... That would annoy me if I click the podcast. Okay. But my point is, is that you know what I'm talking about when I say in shadow grave in the attic, mm. and the weapon. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that. That's kind of a, there's a callback to that when the soldier comes up the ladder and he whips him with the. I think it's a crowbar or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of a, it felt very similar to me. It may, maybe it wasn't a callback, but it, I thought of it straight away.
0: I felt he took a real chance letting the infected. Um... Uh, soldier Loose. free, yeah. but I say he probably felt like, look, if if they can't get out of it, Selena and Hannah, they'd probably prefer to be taken out and to be. In a I think he very. just look, like, yeah, he's
1: like he was in a rock in a hard place. He's like, what, what the, what can I utilize here? Yeah. I can't take them all out on my own, but I th- there is a time bomb inside, and he knows that if they hear a ruckus, the soldiers will try and protect the two of them because they want them alive. So he's thinking, look, they're going to try and protect them. But also take him out and hopefully he takes some of them out and then he can finish them off. And you exactly know
0: J- J- Major West was saying he's trying to learn stuff from, maybe we can learn stuff from, that's where they have the, the one of them like chained up. Yes. Yeah. I think as well that's a callback to a Day of the Dead because they have one I've of the I've never zombie. seen Day. They're, yeah, but the studio, they do have one zombie tied up and one of the signs is just kind of trying to study stuff from him. Right. So I think that might be like with the shopping centre supermarket scene
1: with dawn that could be called like the day of the dead yeah yeah I, I think it's quite possible um there's um also interesting as well is that you know he's he's chained up the studies see how long it takes him to die mm. what is interesting is that after we jump to um jim waking up from another coma and we pan over the beautiful countryside And you see the dead in the road. And one of them drops down dying. It was 28 days later again. Mm -hmm. So I think it's 28 days it takes for him to starve to death. That was Jim West's answer to the question. How long does it take for him to starve to death? 28 days. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe 56 days. Because (laughs) maybe those guys in the the countryside hadn't eaten since the start. But (laughs) uh, clearly there is a time uh, where they just sell They've, by date. <laughs> yeah, they they drop off. What did you think of the ending? The ending ending after the action sequence where they okay. he wakes up and they're in the countryside. Um and I feel felt a little abrupt with the help thing. Um, yeah, it was there there's some debate online because that wasn't the original ending. The original ending is actually the film was quite different. Um I'm not sure they filmed a different ending, but there there was one avenue they were going down where uh after frank gets infected they never meet the soldiers and they go to a facility a medical facility nearby that had been protected by the barricade and it's where the chimps have been held in the first place mm. and there's a scientist barricaded in there who they're trying to get into and he won't let him in He won't let him in because he doesn't want to get attached to somebody who's going to die and they, he, Jim is trying to break through, then talk to him, whatever, and then he brings Hannah over. Because basically they've contained Frank. Oh, okay. He's still alive. And they explain, he, explains, he brings Hannah up and explains what they want to help with. So he tells them what to do. The only way to solve, to cure it, is to do a full blood transfusion. And Jim is the only match. So Jim sacrifices his life to save Frank. To save Frank so that Hannah will have a father. Sheesh. And, uh, but uh, Danny Boyle, it was on the audio commentary that was saying that Danny Boyle was saying it. But he was saying it was just, it was too d- difficult to believe that they could get every single drop of blood because they've established that like one drop is enough to turn you. Mm. So how are you going to, like, you know how are you going to get rid of every single drop of bad blood in you and into somebody else mm. but in it basically Jim dies as a you know a creature like it's a very dark ending um, I'm not sure why well, I didn't
0: mind them surviving no, I'll be honest, I, I, I was happy they already
1: had Frank kind of and, and the way yeah, Mark went as well you I, mean. I, I kind of liked it to be honest one thing I noticed straight away though is that it was shot on film it wasn't shot on, 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 on digital video did you notice that? I it did. Turned, I just it was, it turned to HD mm. straight away. Um, which and, I guess
0: maybe that represented kind of that they were in a safe place, it's possible. A yeah, position. Um, I'd say it was
1: also that it was re filmed, and maybe they just shot it on film as well, or at least they shot it on HD. If it wasn't film, it was HD digital video. Um, but uh. I liked it to be honest and I like the fact I mean I know there is a sequel 28 weeks later and I've never seen it I think I you, you showed me the intro the, which the is, opening scene is it's, fantastic. It's fantastic it's one of the best horror scenes I've ever seen yeah, actually um, but apparently it gets terrible after mm. that
0: and apparently Danny Boyle only directed the opening, the opening scene and that scene, probably course, makes sense yeah, I mean, why the rest
1: of is not but um, so man. like I can't dis- disregard that film uh, 28 days later it, you know is a movie I like the fact that they established that humanity can survive and and come through it because that was the message of the movie for me was the hope that you know that when we see the horses there's that that moment of of beauty like i was saying earlier that they see hope still left in this world and then that hope is achieved at the end of the movie where the jet sees them and he goes we gotta get some helicopters in here like they're being rescued i like the fact that it ends in a moment of hope Mm. i'm not saying that you know Uh, Dark endings can be amazing as well, but you know, sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of hope, especially in these dark times (laughs) at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had verdict
0: on the final round,
1: so yeah, so, um, so again, it's a close one for me. Um, both have some very strong characters, um, both have characters that don't stand out as much, but, um, yeah, for me, I think, uh, I think, I think Frank and Jim are my, for me, are the two strongest characters and they seal 28 days later for me.
0: Yeah, I think if we had had more of Helen, Helen and, um, and Harry in Night, because I think Ben is a really good character. Oh, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think he needed more support. You need a couple of more characters. Of the, I think Helen and Harry are really interesting, but yeah, we did not see enough of them.
1: But um, Harry is, is prominent, and I, I think he's probably the most interesting character in the film for me. You think Helen, I think Harry. But we both think it's Helen or Harry. We don't think it's Ben. Even though I think Ben is a good character. No, I think Ben is as but, well. But, but they, they go on, I think, more interesting journeys throughout the film, mm. I feel. Even though I think ben, ben carries the movie in a lot of ways, but I feel like the actual nitty-gritty of what happens to them there's more interesting things happen to uh, Harry and Helen than Ben.
0: But, yeah, but some th- th- it's the fact that they're, they're not, I would like to see a bit more of them. Whereas yeah. we get to see a lot of um, Jim, Selena and Frank. So I think...
1: Yeah, 28 has a, has a stronger supporting cast. Yeah. So I think
0: on that I would also go with uh, 28 Days Later. Okay.
1: It takes it that 5-1 is the final score. Um... It sounds harsh Night of the Living Dead because it is without a doubt an absolute classic horror film. It's um for me, like I've only seen um Night and Dawn of the of Romero's films. For me, it's clearly better than Dawn. Like I don't even think it is close, to be honest. I, I think like Night is without doubt one of my favourite horror films ever. But so is 28 Days Later. Um, that's why we matched them up because I thought it would be. We thought that it would be a great matchup.
0: I think. just said remind you back to when Robocop. Uh, that, I did think of on a landslide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lost uh, yeah, to,
1: Terminator. to Terminator, so
0: it happens sometimes where yeah. a great film does get. Yeah.
1: You know, but like yeah, but like Night is without doubt a truly great film, important, but also still holds up very much today. Uh, phenomenal. I think we need to remember as well as like even though we're comparing them.
0: You know, and we're giving a winner one over the other. We're still, for the most part, appraising anyway, praising
1: films yeah. in general. You know, yeah, I mean, like we, we generally pick films They're that we positive we, reviews that we either love movie. or we expect we might like. You know, we're not going to be doing scary movie anytime soon. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing, and we will continue to do movies that we either really enjoy or think Ooh, that we might God. enjoy. Although
0: there might be a few here and there that we might. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but but for it, the most it's part, it's
1: something that we're willing to give a benefit of the doubt if we don't, uh, mm. you know. Um, but we hope you enjoyed the
0: uh, first installment of the horror season. Yeah,
1: it's um, it's going to be a jam-packed affair. Mm. Uh
0: so next week it's going to be, uh the original Dracula from nineteen thirty-one. the yeah. Universal, yes, versus. Nineteen thirty-one, Universal edition of Frankenstein, which I think Boris would, Yeah, Boris Karloff, Yes, which um, I think would be a very interesting one. Again, um, it, they it, it makes sense, you know. Um, two like probably two of the most famous uh, horror stories in existence, to be honest.
1: Yeah, two of to, to the, the, the probably pillars the two, of, of of the, the, the two most you know. famous horror novels ever written. Um, Frankenstein, the first ever sci-fi book ever written probably the first ever piece of sci-fi fiction ever I think um combined you know and then obviously uh Lugosi and Karloff two of the greatest actors in horror history and two of the most iconic film adaptations and yeah yeah, yeah. we don't explain to you (laughs) these characters so we're very much looking forward to it I have never seen Dracula I have seen Frankenstein Leem has seen both Mm -hmm. um so yeah Really interested to see uh, where I fall on it. Um I don't actually know where Lee well how Liam stands on the I know he bought he's into both of them, but don't know where he's gonna fall one or the other. But yeah, looking forward to it very much so.
0: So we hope uh, you'll join us for that edition next week as well. And uh, until then we'll leave it we'll leave it there so. We'll
1: leave it there so.